0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gil Garcia. Uh, today's Monday, March 14th. Uh, we're going down uh, March pretty pretty quick. Uh, the LA Galaxy uh, played a tough game against the, the Seattle Sounders. Um, you know, it was you know it was always going to be tough, but it looked like it was a lot of self-inflicted wounds. Uh, we're going to dive deep into what what went on with this game. But first, I'm going to invite uh, and welcome my guest once again, Alex Ruiz from Tall Galaxy. How you doing, Alex? Hey i I'm doing good. How are you doing? Pretty good, man. Uh eventful weekend. Lots of soccer going on. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a Saturday. Uh but yeah, I had a I had a great time. Um I know there was it was a lot of things going on uh with this Alex Galaxy uh game. But yeah, what what about you? what did you end up doing this weekend?
1: Um just watching soccer most of the time, went out for a bit, you know, going to the park and stuff, you know baseball's back you know so i went to the park with my brother to go play baseball for a bit to kind of celebrate it so that was pretty cool and um it's pretty much
0: what i did this weekend yeah well yeah uh, you, you're a big dodger fan or what
1: yeah i'm a big Dodgers fan i mean i'm not gonna say like i've been a dodgers fan for like forever because i never really got into baseball till like maybe two three years ago oh really you no know? yeah
0: yeah i mean look it, it's exciting that it's back it's unfortunate that it you know it, it came with so many different um I don't know. Baseball is weird like that with, with you know, the, the ownership and all these different things. But, yeah, I'm excited uh, to be going to the games uh, this season. Yeah, I just found it funny uh, but- that
1: the lockout was
0: longer than Tom Brady's retirement, which is another topic <laughs> that was pretty cool this weekend. By the way, uh, Ronaldo's over here has eventually I, I feel like Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo motivated Tom Brady to come back. Um, I mean, he must the same have. Sense? He scored a hat trick at
1: 37. Hat at 37, a, and, and then Tom was like, all right. Now I got to try to do this on the field. This time the gridiron field. So,
0: yeah, it was it was interesting that Tom Brady posted that video of him when Ronaldo asked him. He's like, "So you're done, done?" And he's like, he does the thing, and then the yeah. next day he comes out with the video, or he comes out with the Instagram post. I didn't, I didn't feel like I didn't feel Tom Brady was gonna be done. Um, but Not it's cool. Yet. It's cool to see the the crossover when you have uh elite, you know, soccer players, elite football players, you know, from two two different worlds come together and like. And talk, or you know, admire each other's game. I I always feel like that's pretty cool. Um, I'm not a big Patriots fan; I never was, but I I do respect what Tom Brady has done in his career. And I think it's it's always cool when you have that crossover. What are your thoughts on the crossover?
1: I mean, it's always fun because you're getting both fan bases together, right? Like, you know, I love the NFL. I love you know soccer, so it was great to see those two meet up. You know, especially two greats of the game and Ronaldo and Brady. So it's always great to you know kind of see. Like when NBA players or soccer players throw out the first pitch at like a baseball game, that's always pretty cool to see because either they do really good or they really mess up really bad. And that's mostly what's pretty funny. But yeah, it's just great to see all these sports kind of cross over and, you know, just great to see uh, also the investment too, because LeBron James is, he's invested in Liverpool. So that's pretty cool too, in my opinion. I'm a Liverpool fan, so I think that's pretty dope.
0: Yeah, no, I, I really like that. Uh, hopefully we'll we'll get to see more more of these. Maybe we ha- we see Cristiano Ronaldo come to uh, you know Tampa Bay Buccaneers game or something like that. Uh, it'd be pretty cool to see those guys come out and uh, support as well. Um, let, let's talk. Let's talk about this Galaxy game, Alex. Uh, it was a tough tough one. Like I said, I felt it was like a very self inflicted wounds. Uh, I started off great, you know, to, to go had the first goal in like the first six minutes, but just too many mistakes uh, overall that really hurt themselves and. This is a Seattle Sanders team that during the regular season in the first two games I don't think they had won a game they'd been struggling um they're out with they're now they're out with raul Rui Diaz and Nicholas Nick lodero so they were out with two dps <clears throat> and I felt like this was a great opportunity for uh the LA Galaxy to not only get a win but a get a win on the road and a win in Seattle. It started off great, but obviously it did not go the galaxy's way what what were all your overall thoughts uh, on the LA galaxy in, in this game?
1: It was just a bunch of missed chances and opportunities, really. I mean, they had a they dominated most of the game. They had a lot of the possession, I think 60% in the first half. And the first half was, I would say, the Galaxy's best half of the game. They created a lot. You know, there was a lot of off-ball movement, which is what you want to see in this team, like Kevin Cabral, Douglas Costa, Efrain Alvarez, kind of moving around the pitch, creating spaces for themselves and their teammates. But ultimately, it was kind of just the clumsiness at the back when it came to set pieces. You know, I guess you can kind of look at it on the bright side and say, The Galaxy haven't conceded a goal in open play, but I think it feels worse when you concede goals on set pieces, especially since it's a dead ball situation. But overall, this is kind of a game where the Galaxy just shot themselves in the foot. You know, basic things that should have been done better. You know, Julian Rajo giving away a kind of dumb penalty and then at times defensively just wasn't at it uh, this game. So just a, a work in progress for sure for the team. And a lot of things to, you know, take notes on and improve on and work on practice. So I think it was kind of a blessing in disguise for Vanny to be able to see, okay, my team needs to work better to set pieces. We need to defensively on our outside backs work better on our positioning because I thought Raheem and Julian were both kind of in weird positions when defending. And also, too, this midfield, I think, still needs some more time to gel because you're having Victor Vasquez at Finalvers come in and out of the lineup as well. So I think there's some getting to know-how there, especially considering Marky Delgado is the new piece in the midfield. So I think there's still a little bit more time this Galaxy team needs to, to gel with to become legit, a legit team. But so far, um, they didn't go without a fight. And that's something you want to see. Because last year, the Galaxy were in the situation where two games in, one surprised everybody, went to Seattle, lost 3-0. This time, same situation, but they fought back, able to score twice. And that's something you want to see. And that's the little progression things that I think Greg Vanney is really smiling about, even though they still lost this game.
0: Yeah, I think more on the thing is the, is the frustration of just being better, cleaner defensively. You know, um, I think that's that's the biggest thing uh, because I think even Greg Vanney said at the start of the year, if if they can defend, this team can go really, really far. But unfortunately, if they can't, um, you you saw what happened on on Saturday. Uh, which is unfortunate. Um, I do want to talk about Chicharito's goal. He started out. He started things off great. I think this is like it was like the perfect start. Start from the LA Galaxy, uh, and we'll play the goal. He has the assist on each of the two Galaxy goals so far this year. Edwards driving in, cuts it through, and a chance now for Chicharito to put it in the roof of the net. Five See the running off the ball here from Reveleson from midfield. It completely opens the game up
1: as the Sounders and Edwards
0: come. Call- so I, I thought that was an amazing play. Uh, Raheem Edwards giving that pass to Ravelson um, was was very key. I think we were starting to see how good of a passer Raheem really is. I didn't really see this with the LAFC because he was all over the place, but I thought it was uh, he was very he's been very effective with his passing, and I think they credit him with the assist which it should not have been to him. It should have been to Rebelson. But overall, it was a great play. They gave it to Chicharito. Chicharito does what he does in the six-yard box, puts it away. Um, like I said earlier, it was a perfect start, dream start. And that's what you want, right? That's what you want from from uh, players like Raheem that we're starting to see that is an actual threat. Uh, what were your overall thoughts on the play and the goal?
1: I mean, it was great. I Like I mentioned earlier, the off-ball movement in the first half was really good. And, Ravellison's off-ball movement was incredible. I mean, you see him getting up the pitch. He basically created that space for himself, gave Chicharito space as well, and look what happens. Great goal. Like you said, Raheem, great pass. And, you know, it's great to see, have a left back who's really technically gifted, makes some great passes because for most of his career, he's been playing higher up the pitch, like a left winger or a left midfielder. So he still has those qualities of passes in him. Uh, obviously, still needs some work on the, on the defensive end, but if you're Vanny, you want to keep asking for Ryan Revelison to keep going higher up the pitch. I mean, look what happened—he created a goal-scoring opportunity. He got an assist, even though Raheem got the assist, which is kind of weird. But uh, nonetheless, you can see what he do. He, you can see what he does if he plays higher up the field. If he makes those runs, if he come, if he becomes aggressive, and I think Greg Vanny this week has to preach that, especially going in uh, into opponent like Orlando this week. I think he's got to ask Revelston to make those runs. Don't be scared to go forward because. You have Marky Delgado behind you, who's great at covering space and cutting out passing lanes. So if I'm Greg Vanny, that's my one thing I'm working on in training this week.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, not just having Robinson, but I would I would also add on to Efrain Alvarez also, you know, being a little bit more assertive in, in, in the midfield. Because you have so many different pieces, you know, depending how Victor Vasquez is, um, you know. But I, I really I – w- I would agree with you. Yeah, definitely having uh, Ravelson push up a little bit more and doing a, getting a little maybe creative in the midfield there because uh, they definitely do have those opportunities. They definitely do have the players like Ravelson that, that create those opportunities. And if Raheem continues to do this, then he's going to be able to find Chicharito. You know, we see we see how Douglas Costa is able to find him on the other side. But now you have two guys that can find and feed him the ball. And I would agree with you. The first half – the first half passing from the Galaxy – they had all the, they had all the, all the possession. Unfortunately, when you give up, you know, set piece goals and all these fouls, it, it, you're not, You it's hard to look at the bright side, right? It's hard to to really see what happened. And I do want to, and I do want to uh, show some of the not so good things of this game. And we got to talk about the set piece defending. It was, uh, it was pretty bad. Uh, it's probably the worst. I've probably seen it uh, in a while for, with the LA galaxy Um but yeah, we're we're gonna turn it into the first goal. I know it's gonna be brutal, but we have to watch this. He was in best 11 selection in his and I think this comes from one of the first corner kicks. Um, and we'll we'll just pause it right there. The set piece defending. <clears throat> It, I can't believe it was it was that bad weather. I don't know if if they just had a bad game or it was off. And unfortunately, you know, who was caught off there um, was Joe Narajo. He obviously did not have his best game. And you don't expect these type of games from Joe Narajo. Um, you know, you, whatever, you could either play, put the blame on him. I, I think he'd be the first guy to tell you that, you know, he did not have the good game and he expects better of himself. So I don't I don't expect Joe Narajo to ha- have these type of games. Uh, Moving forward, but it, it's just unfortunate that you know that one, and then obviously the, the penalty that he caused uh, right before the half. I think those are those are just mistakes that you can't have uh, moving forward. You know, it, look, he has one bad game, okay. Yeah, I think you're able to live with that, but I, I just think moving forward, you can't have the consistency of the the, the set piece defending and also committing, um, you know, committing penalties when it's right before well, it was right before the second yeah, half, right, right, before before the, right before halftime, right before halftime. And he wasn't getting to that ball, <laughs> so either I don't know if he got enough sleep or what the issue was, but he he really had a bad game. Uh, what, what were your thoughts uh, on the set piece defending and obviously Araujo committing some of the fouls? Um, yeah, just
1: foul? just yeah. I mean, going into this game, right? The t- storyline main topic was this Galaxy defense. You know, hasn't conceded a goal yet, hasn't broken down, it hasn't looked as vulnerable as it has the last couple of years. And then you have a game like this where. You know, the underbelly is just super visible and sensitive when it comes to the topic of set pieces. I mean, there was really horrendous defending overall. Not just one player, but the whole unit as a whole and uh, that back line and some of the midfield. There's just no communication, really. I mean, uh, in the game-winning goal for Seattle, I mean, Nick DePew is on somebody else while Chicharito is marking him. And it's just that lack of communication that still needs to be there. And, you know, I will say the the Galaxy haven't played Derek Williams any meaningful minutes yet. And I think, you know, Williams easily slots in for DePew. Um, at the moment so um, I think the set piece defending is going to get better right now I don't really see it as a concern but again if it starts to trend where this Galaxy defense can't really you know Control themselves when it comes to set pieces or communicate with each other well when it comes to set pieces, then it's going to be a real, real long season. But so far, I think Derek Williams is going to be a big help. He's a big physical body. He's, you know, very loud and like a good way communicating with the back line, you know, communicating with the midfielders. You know, when I went to games last year, I always see him, you know, shouting at somebody, telling them where to be positioned at. And I think they're missing that leadership in the back line. And once Williams comes in, I think they're going to have, they're going to be a lot tighter and a lot better. And I think Williams is going to be a big part. Of this team's positioning and overall, just getting better as a unit as the season progresses.
0: Yeah, you, you make you make you mentioned a great point about Derek Williams being, you know, that vocal leader because it just seemed that game that everybody was pointing fingers at each other, like, "Oh, you should have been there, this and that." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, should just have this figured out." But you know, it's like it was it was odd just looking at them point fingers at each other because they I don't know I don't recall them being this bad at set piece defending last year. And, and a team going, you know, second year in, um, you know, I think hopefully they're able to look at the film. It's not going to be pretty, but see where the mistakes are and see where you know one player or the other player should have been because these type of mistakes, you know, they can't happen if you want to be an elite club, right? You have all these players. I'd say two, two of the two of the three goals were from set pieces, you know, and you don't want to be, you don't want that to be your Achilles heel when you have such a solid veteran squad that you know. Uh, Set pieces are going to hurt you because you can you can commit a foul like they did Uh, or you can you you can have that that corner kick. And even in the third goal, the the foul that they committed just outside the 18 that turned into the the third goal, the game winning goal, uh, which is unfortunate. I think they just got to be cleaner. They definitely got to look at at the tape, what went wrong. And look, if you want to be an elite team, you got to be able to put away teams like the the Sounders. If not, teams like the Sounders, even without two two or three DPs are going to punish you and you're going to walk away with no points, you know. The Galaxy should have won this game, if, we, if, we, if we're going to be honest. But when you commit those self-reflecting wounds, when you're not a clean, that clean, and, you, you you, know, you commit these mistakes in the back, there's no way uh, you're going to win in Seattle or in, in Portland or in Nashville, wherever you go, if you want to be a couple of the top four teams. But I guess the good thing is, Alex, that its early third game in, you know what I'm saying, that that's something that can clean up and – you know, and figure it out, you know, but if it was like, you know, I think more concern would be I'd be more concerned uh, if this consistently starts to happen. But if this is just a one bad game, one bad game de- defensing, we know the Galaxy are not that <clears throat> or they're not. The, the strong suit is not defending right. We're attacking in midfield. That's where a little bit stronger. But if, if they're able to come together and limit these mistakes I think this team can can do some damage, but there's no way this team is going to go far if they do, if they play how they play defensively on Saturday.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, earlier, like previewing the season, we were talking about, you know, the Galaxy team, they want to be successful. You know, their offense has to take over their defense. You know, they have to kind of outscore their opponents. And this was the perfect example of a game where that can go totally wrong when you're playing so well, because like you mentioned, the Galaxy should have won this game. They created more chances. Um, They had, you know, a lot of opportunities to get into dangerous places. You know, Cabral had a shot that hit the post. Um, Efrain Alvarez almost recreated his goal against Charlotte in this game, which is I was going to lose my mind if that happened. But there were opportunities where it was so close, just that final third pass touch, you know, shot just wasn't there. And the Galaxy, yeah, their defense is getting better. But at the same time, you know, you got to make sure that the offense as well as – As it's, you know, as offense is getting better, you want to hope the defense doesn't regress because it feels like the defense has to be doing good, but the offensive end of the team just kind of isn't there yet. And we saw that the first two games against New York and Charlotte where the offense, yeah, they were all right. Just, you know, just nothing lethal in, in their final product while the defense was holding it down. So you kind of hope that it's not the story of this defense is going to be kind of whack and then the offense is going to be uh, really good. So I'm kind of hoping the Galaxy can just find a good balance between those two because you know balance is key for everything in life.
0: Yeah, no, it, it is. Look at you, Sensei over here with the balance quotes. Sensei. Um, <laughs> yeah, you you definitely don't want to you you. I would do. They got to be balanced. You can't be so good offensively and, and 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 the opposite. You know, be bad defensively because it's just it's just not. There's no there's no way um this team is going to go far but i i just i just will look at this game and be like okay you give them one, one bad game defensively and then you kind of just see what happens in the next game because games like this like it's more of like you know it's more of like the type of teams you do this right against the sounders you're going to get punished but if you start doing this against an orlando or a cincinnati or something like that you know I, it 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 starts to you know you're like okay what is really going on here so i don't by no means Uh, I don't think you should panic, but you should acknowledge that they played poor defensively. And I don't think uh, I think I don't think you should lose faith in Joel Narajo, even though, you know, he had a lot of the mistakes. I think he's definitely going to learn and he's going to have to be play a little bit cleaner. Uh, And uh, look, this is something I think he expects, expects of himself. I don't think he's he's looking at that game or walking away from that game. Um, happy or anything, and he, and I know how much he, he he puts on himself. So I think this is just a game he could look. at He and the galaxy can look at and just move past it because there's what thirty one other games remaining this year. So there's you can't you can't hold your head down on one game. You know what I'm saying? And they played they played all outside of those mistakes. They played pretty solid. Um, so we'll see what happens. And then
1: yeah, I mean, he kind of picked the wrong time to have a bad game. The Mexican <laughs> national team roster drops this week, and I think he'll still make it, but. You know, you kind of don't want to be in some bad form heading into a crucial, you know, World Cup qualifying uh, window right now because this is the last window for CONCACAF. We're going to find out if the U.S. makes the World Cup, Mexico makes the World Cup, and what other nations make the World Cup. So I think it was kind of, you know, bad time to have a bad game, but I think, you know, he's still going to get a call up for the national team.
0: Yeah, I expect him to still get called up for the, for the Mexican national team, I don't think. Um, that necessarily puts him out. Um, Ed Velasquez says, we also have Savaleta as center back now. That's that's a, a great point, uh, Salvadorian. So I know a lot of people are excited. Uh, how how you feel about the Savaleta signing?
1: I like it. To be honest, I like it. You know, veteran presence. Um, you know, he's won a championship. He has, you know, a personal and professional relationship with, you know, Coach Vanny. And, you know, um, you know, in his introductory press conference, he said, wherever me and Greg have been, we've won. And he's not wrong. You know, he spent a lot of time in Toronto and you know, that team was maybe arguably probably the greatest MLS team of all time. And I think, you know, he's going to bring some experience, you know, um, he's going to mentor the young guys. He mentioned that too in the press call. He was like, yeah, I want to help out uh, Jalen, you know, Jalen Neal, help him develop as well. And I think overall he's just a good veteran presence to have. He's been in the league for a while. And, you know, he's not going to ask to start every game because you have your starters. And I think, you know, he'll he'll play here and there if there's a midweek game or for the U.S. Open Cup but i think the signing of zavaleta probably shuts the door on the sergio rama rumors from a couple of weeks ago
0: yeah i think i think it's better off um jeffrey sosa says simply put work better on set pieces and cut the cut out the mistakes i believe williams will elevate our defense over sega uh yeah i, I mean it's it's a lot simpler, you said than done but i think you know this is a veteran team i think you just expect, everybody expects more uh, out of this team uh i do want to talk about um douglas costa he got his first goal, man. Um, it was deflected, but it was good to see him wanting to take the set piece, and, and it went in. So let's play the goal. Chicharito walks away. Douglas Costa and off the deflection. The Galaxy tie the game. And it's a deflection off the wall that's going to take this pass from
1: Frey and. interested
0: to see here because alan chapman came over um that was that was an amazing set piece i know it was deflected but i think for me um every game you're starting to see more and more of the attributes that douglas costa has you're starting to see all the tools in his toolbox we saw the passing we we saw how flashy is with his feet and how he moves how quick he is and now we're seeing the set pieces right um I've been very impressed. I know it's three games in. Uh, there was a lot of questions of if he could stay healthy and all these things. I think those questions are still there, but overall, three games in, uh, he's he's looked good. He's he's done everything. He's committed. He even pointed at the badge when he scored at the goal. You know, players. You know, players typically don't do that unless they actually believe in the team. So it's it's good to see him that he's bought in. And and the another thing is that he that Galaxy responded right away in the second half. I think it was like the forty eighth minute uh responded right away so you're able to see like okay how how quick how quickly they're able to you know uh bounce back and uh and, and, and you know score on the other teams uh but what do you think of the set piece
1: um yeah i i find it weird mls is going to credit him with a goal but hey i'm i'm not complaining i think it's great for douglas's confidence i mean there's going to be a lot of weight on him as well i mean everybody's talking about him if you follow the galaxy you want him to succeed because. He's supposed to be that final piece this team needs to elevate to a championship level. And while so far it's a really small sample size of three games, it's pretty positive to see he's progressing game by game. Against New York, wasn't shy to get on the ball, was comfortable on the ball. Um, Against Charlotte, you saw his class. He was great picking out passes. The weight of the passes he has was amazing. And, you know, you can't really teach that to many other players and in this game here you kind of see the shiftiness the ability you know they call him flash for a reason and you're seeing little flashes no pun intended of that um, in the game so I think this game against Orlando could be a, a kind of a breakout game I'm gonna predict it. it might be a breakout game where he gets a couple of goals or a couple of assists uh, either or um, so I think he's really starting to learn the team a little bit better because remember he never got to play a preseason game with the team only training um, that's all he could do during the preseason. So he's slowly getting there. He's slowly getting match fit. And I think, um, like you said, the question of can he stay healthy for the whole year and will he be com- will he be committed for a whole year is still up there in the air. And it's going to take time for us to you know really answer those questions for the season. But so far, if you're a Galaxy fan, you gotta love what you're seeing from Douglas Costa right now because he's providing quality that I think Jonathan dos Santos, although they don't play the same position, I don't think Jonathan dos Santos brought this type of quality that Douglas Costa has.
0: Yeah, no, it is very, very elite with the passing. Uh, obviously, you know, the set piece and everything. And it's just it's just a different energy when he's on the ball because every time he touches the ball, I'm literally like, what is he going to do? Because I, I know it's going to be elite. It's going to be spectacular. Um, I think also... Onto that, they're they're playing at home. He doesn't have to play on turf. He's played back-to-back games on turf, and you're, you're gonna be in the grass. So the ball's not gonna go as fast, but it's also gonna be uh, it's gonna be better overall for him. And, and I and I, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a breakout game, either two goals or two. Um, because, you know, now he's getting into the flow of things, you know, he's, he's a very smart player, you know, and that's one thing you, you, you notice right away. He understands the game right away. He understands what he needs to do or where he, where he needs to be and stuff. I was a little surprised that he, he left. I I forgot what time it was like the 60th minute The when he got subbed out, maybe he was gassed or maybe they had a, they had like a time, time, um, time limit on him on how many minutes he was going to play. But I was I was very surprised because he was kind of affecting the game, and I think Victor Vasquez came in for him, right? Yes, he think, did. Yeah, he came Victor in. Victor Vasquez came in for him, so I, I was surprised for, for how early he he went off because I felt like he still had a little bit, um, a little bit, a little bit of uh, gas left in his tank, uh, to provide. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, let's talk about Efrain Alvarez because he almost had another spectacular back-to-back, similar goal that he did uh, against Charlotte. He's Probably like an inch away uh, uh, of replicating that goal. I feel like Alfran Alvarez a breeze um, away. Yeah, I feel like Alfran Alvarez uh, is amazing with this talent. I just felt like he could have been if he was more assertive. He or demand, you know, you know how when Victor Ractis came into the game, he demanded the ball. The ball goes to him, or you know, I feel like Alfran Alvarez should be doing the same thing. And maybe he's not as vocal or whatever, but he has that type of talent. And I feel like we didn't really see too much of Ryan Alvarez until the last 20 minutes of the game, until he had that one shot. But I feel like if he's more assertive, he's going to get more of those opportunities. What are your thoughts, Alex?
1: Yeah, I think you hit it on the nail. I mean, you, you, I like to compare Vasquez and Efrain when it comes to the technical abilities, but they're not the same player. Um, You know, when Vasquez is on the ball, players are going to run into spaces because they know he can pinpoint a pass and put it on the breadbasket for the players. But with Efra, I think it's a little bit more different where the players won't run as much, you know, trying to get the ball. I feel like um, he's very possessive of the ball. And, you know, I don't want to say he... He's very regressive at times, but he's not going to be as aggressive when it comes to lofting a through ball over the back line like Victor Vasquez likes to do. Or I don't think he's the type of player to take that much risk yet. I think he's still really um, concerned, not only because it like well, a I will French say,
0: Well, I will say, sorry to interrupt, but he had a couple passes into the box that uh, I don't think Samuel Grandsir made the run or anything like that, but he 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 i feel like he has the same type of quality when it comes to his passing when, when victor yeah, yeah. His... i'm
1: not saying he doesn't i'm just saying that there still needs to be a confidence level within himself and his teammates as well because with yeah. victor he's older you know he has the experience he has the merits you know last year we really saw that on display where he can create chances you know lift the ball over here and there and i feel like with Efra, they're still in a way kind of really trying to learn to play with him because, again, he doesn't really get that many minutes. He's not really a starter. He's on the fringe of being, you know, the first guy off the bench or, you know, the first guy at the number 10 spot for this Galaxy team. So I think it's kind of hard for him to kind of be aggressive. And, you know, if he loses, if he has a a lot of passes over the top and let's say, you know, a player doesn't make a run or, you know, it's not on, it's not spot on, then I feel like he feels like he's going to risk his starting spot which you know again I think man I would, I would actually him-
0: want I think I would actually want want him to do that I mean Andy has all hundred percent of his stock on, on the Efrain Alvarez hype trend you see I'm posting there making a stop in Carson this week and he's always welcome um I feel like Efrain needs to go all out and just and just be more assertive, yell more for the ball demand the ball because I saw him went, uh, at this game I don't recall what time during the game he had his hands up like he he was open but Obviously, we're not on the field or anything, but I don't know if he was yelling for the ball. He just seemed—I just reading the body language. It seemed like he expected the ball, but the ball wasn't getting, wasn't getting to him. And I feel like he is so talented that he's more vocal and he's more demanding of the ball because he's that talented. I think maybe things will change, but I'm with you. It's maybe, maybe it's a confidence thing on him, and maybe it's a confidence thing on his teammates. But when he scores such a spectacular goal like that, and he's he's almost replicates it. I, I feel like, you know, that you just you you, you sometimes he, it's because he disappears in the game and then he'll do something like that. You're like, oh, damn. Yeah, I forgot. You know what I'm saying? So I just I think he needs to keep reminding people, like, give me the ball. I can do special things with the ball. Uh, and I, I just think that, that that just comes down to him.
1: Yeah, I think just for for Ryan, because we know he has a talent. It's just about you got to be assertive in your decision making. Don't flinch. Just go for it. Be aggressive at times. And I think the one thing that's really going to help F. Ryan, if he wants to be a starter, if he wants to really grow his stock and he's still young and he wants to venture at Europe, he's got to be vocal, whether it be on the field, in practice. He's got to tell his teammates, look, make that run, and I will pass it to you. Be assertive, be confident, and that's going to go a long way in making sure that not only does he progress, but this team as a whole progresses.
0: No, I, I definitely agree. Um, let's finish off with this. Uh, you mentioned it, uh, Eligax here home this Saturday against Orlando City it's a twelve thirty game. game. Uh, what, what do you expect out, out of the LA Galaxy this Saturday?
1: Look, Orlando lost to Cincinnati. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to, like, take it like it's everything. But at the same time, this team is vulnerable at times. Um, I think Douglas Costa can really have a good game here. Uh, I think just him progressing slowly and slowly, building with the team here, I think he's going to have a great game. I think this has to be a game for Cabral where he's got at least assist or something. He didn't do that against Seattle. He hasn't done it so far in the year. And just overall, he hasn't been as impactful on the left hand side. And I think we need to see some flashes, whether it be, you know, him creating chances or, you know, him giving Chicharito a shot in the box, him going for it. I just think there needs to be something in this game for him to do to help this Galaxy attack because Chicha's doing work, Costa's slowly doing work. Cabral, we haven't seen anything so far. Nothing of significance. At least with Costa, you're seeing him, you know, while he's slowly getting into match fitness, you're seeing him progress the ball. You're seeing him, you know, switch the ball from side to side to give Cabral space. I think Costa's really helped Cabral out because the way Costa switches the ball from, you know, one side of the pitch to the other, it gives Cabral not only advantage when it comes to going one-on-one, but just really refreshes him and, you know, gives him a a shot to really show his talent and be able to help the team. Also, too, we got to see the set piece defending again you know, is it going to be improved? Um, will we see Derek Williams play this game? I don't know. I think he might start this game. Um, you know, I, w- I won't be at the, at the media call. So, Gio, you can ask him for me. If We'll see uh, uh, if Williams starts. But overall, I think this is right. going to be a game where uh, the Galaxy need to take some notes from Seattle and just apply it, do better against Orlando, because I think Orlando's team really aren't functioning to their full potential, because uh, a player in Orlando, I really like, Facundo Torres, I think, you know, he's not playing well right now, but if he gets going, he's going to be a beast in this league.
0: No, you make great, great points. I'm with you on the Cabral point, and I'm with you on the set piece defending, because this is a perfect game to bounce back from, because the next two, you got at, at Portland in the Timbers, and then you got El Trafico back at home. So uh, this is the game uh, to get back into it and fix and try to clean up all those things. But Alex, that's all the time we have. I appreciate you being on.